In the name of Jesus, amen. That was an audible we pulled there earlier. I realize we didn't sing What Child Is This at all because we got a little out of order and we just had to kind of roll with it. So if you missed out, feel deprived without What Child Is This, come back next Christmas. (laughs) And lots of Sundays in between, God willing. What a gift to hear the children tell the Christmas story. And we ought to not shortchange what we ask the children to do. Because how hard would it be for any of us to get up and speak, let alone words of scripture, but words that tell of hope and joy and peace. And the child born in Bethlehem. So we give thanks this evening that God speaks to us through the children. A wise person once said that they believe the children are the future. Teach them well. Let them lead the way. Yeah, I know, it was Whitney Houston. And I don't just say that to try to bring about a chuckle. Because in that very same song, Whitney spoke about the greatest love of all. And that learning to love yourself is the greatest love of all. The church begs to differ. The church adamantly disagrees. It is not about the love you have for yourself, but about the love that your God has for you. That is not just the greatest love of all. That, St. John tells us in the epistle we heard earlier, is love. God is love. Love is not fit to be molded and shaped and changed to any definition the world wants to give it. It is not about focus on yourself. It is about knowing that there is a God who has regarded you and loved you with the greatest love of all. It was Jesus himself, the one whose birth we mark this night. It was Jesus himself who said, greater love has no one than this. And that he laid down his life for his friends. That tells you what you need to know about how this child born in Bethlehem regards you. As a friend. As one worthy of laying down his life for. You see... While we give thanks that children come forward and tell the story of Jesus, we miss the point if we get caught up in how cute the kids are telling the Christmas story. And boy, they really are cute. Okay, Gabby at the microphone might be my favorite thing this Christmas. Joanna, these little kids, all of them coming forward, reading scripture, Proclaiming to us that Christ is born to be our Savior, that we have good news from Bethlehem. 
But more so than getting wrapped up in the cuteness of these dear children is being caught by that word. The word that reveals to you exactly who this child is, who Christ has come to be. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. There is no doubt that we live in a world greatly in need of love. But not love as the world defines it. Love that changes its definition on a week by week, day by day basis it would seem at times. But love as God has defined it. Love made manifest in the child of Bethlehem, born to be your Savior. In this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. You see, there's this temptation. You know how when a baby is born and you get to see it for the first time? Maybe you get to go to the hospital, and I know that's probably something we don't get to do these days, and go see the baby in the hospital. Maybe when it's finally brought home, you get to hold it for the first time. And we ooh and we awe at how cute this child is. We marvel at this gift of life. You know, those are all good things to do, but that's kind of what we do with baby Jesus, isn't it? It's sort of like meeting the baby for the first time. Give him our oohs and our awes at how cute the little baby Jesus must have been in his manger or held in his mother Mary's arms. But make no mistake about it. This baby, well, you know how the rest of the story goes, don't you? He's born to be, as John calls him, the propitiation for our sins. Let me put it this way. He's born to die. Because greater love has no one than this, than that one laid down his life for his friends. And that, dear friends, is what Jesus the Christ has done for you. Laid down his life for you. And in this, and only this, do we truly know love. And we know God in this love. Because they are one and the same. You can't separate God from love. And if you know of the God who has sent Jesus Christ to be your Savior, which, good news, from Bethlehem, for you, you know. You don't just know it, you believe it. And in knowing this God, who has sent Christ to be your Savior, now you know love. You see, it's not within you. Love is found outside of you. I don't know if your hearts are merry and bright tonight as all the Christmas 
songs tell us they're supposed to be. But I'm here to tell you it doesn't matter. If your heart is filled with the quote-unquote Christmas spirit tonight, or if you're a little bit preoccupied thinking about a big meal tomorrow, or maybe you're a little bit uncertain, maybe you didn't come to church on Christmas last year and this year, you know, there's still people getting sick out there and maybe it's more of a risk. Or maybe your mind is as far from here as possible. Maybe someone dragged you here tonight to see one of those cute kids sing. Doesn't matter where your mind or your heart is because this love of this God is outside of you. You don't look into your heart to know love. You look to the one who was born to die. When you know God, then you know love. And you know God because you know Christ is born for you. The very, very good news, the greatest news of all from Bethlehem. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.